Welcome to the Jiu-Jitsu of Life, a weekly podcast for BJJ enthusiasts who are striving to succeed both on and off the mats. This podcast is brought to you by Robles, makers of the world's finest custom jiu-jitsu apparel. And here are your hosts on the Jiu-Jitsu of Life, Carter Fisk and Mo Siddiqui. You know, it's it's uh, it's funny too. It is uh, what a lot of people would call uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is calling it the Rihanna concert. <laughs> like, like, is it? Are, are all is these this people like her comeback? To- this is like the first time she's performed in a in a long time. I think it's been a while. Yeah, because she has um, like a bunch of stuff she does now, like uh, perfume and different things like that. I think she's like a billionaire now. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous that all these like pop star women secretly become like jessica simpson rihanna uh jessica alba from years before that she was an actress and then she started like a product line of something and she became super wealthy from that too so really and uh gwyneth paltrow who i'm not a huge fan of at all but i mean like she's she's got her own about that why don't you like gwyneth paltrow and i don't know anything about her i it's interesting that you bring up that name it's because I, I know I know nothing about her and I've never met her or anything like that. So I'm sure she's a delight. I just I don't know. There's just <laughs> I've just seen quotes and seen things and, and you know it's funny actually. Let's let's talk about this because um I'm realizing more and more that almost everything is bullshit. And what I mean by that, and I don't mean that in like a cynical way at all. Actually, I mean that in a very sort of optimistic way. And so like you look through anything like online, social media or any sort of news headings <laughs> and there's all sorts of like clickbait stuff. And, yeah. you, and, you, and then it's like I always read the article or I look at the video or whatever and I'm like, maybe it was like 60-40 if we're grading like who did better in this little clip versus the other. Like so-and-so destroys so-and-so and you watch it and you're like, 60-40, eh, maybe 65-35. Yeah. Maybe not a destruction. If you watch the whole thing, you might be like, okay, this guy had a few better points than this guy or, or whatever. I but hate it's, that about social media. Yeah, it's, it's, just, an, it's a whole algorithm, though. Yeah. That you, you, if you are a YouTube influencer, yeah. there is no one is going to, you have to have clickbait. Yes. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Well, it's, because it's I so, do it all the time. It's so disappointing. I click yeah. on it. I'm like, okay. And you know, the ones I hate the most are the ones that are like, watch to the end. Yeah. And then nothing happens at the end. Nothing happens. Nothing they just happens. wanted you to watch to the end. You, know, so. you watch to the end. You're like, damn it. They got you. <laughs> well, and it's For like just, the millionth time. When am I going to learn? Yeah. So it's <laughs> so then I, I watch these things and then I like, okay, we can just talk about stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. It's like COVID vaccine. Was it a good thing or a bad thing? And it's like you look through the evidence, you look through this and one side's like millions of people were saved because of the vaccine. And you look at the other side, like, no, all these people had heart problems because of the vaccine. And you look through this and I'm like, I don't know, that kind of seems like a good point. You look through that, it's kind of, and, but the reality is you probably don't know. Like even, and like the, the entire idea of experts and expert opinion and stuff like that has really been sort of blown out of the water over the last couple of years. Masks, do they work? Do they not work? I don't know. Like, I know there is one study that said they sort of did. There's another one that said they sort of didn't. Then you had the CDC that did sort of a phone survey thing that said it did. And another one said it didn't. Now a new meta study came out and said it. I don't know. Like, and and it's just like this weird thing of like, 
when you start going through all these different things or, or when you start reading about different things in history and stuff like that and everything like is so, so defined about, well, so-and-so decided this and, and then, you know, all these things happened. And half the time, was it a decision? Was it dumb luck? I mean, cause you'll read about John Kennedy when he was in World War II, John F. Kennedy, and his boat was hit by another boat. Now, he saved some of his guys and they stayed on this island and they were able to get for help and he won a, a medal for that for you know for saving his his crew and then you read some people and it's like this crazy badass thing where he was swimming across these dangerous waters and doing all this thing you read other versions are like well he wasn't even at the helm and they got hit by this really slow boat so clearly he was slacking on the job and it's like which is true i don't know I guess it depends on whose opinion, who's writing, whatever. So it's like, so my point in all that is when I'm sitting there saying I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, I have no idea. Like I'm being, I'm falling into the same stupid thing of being like, I have an opinion on somebody who I've literally never met. And I think about that from, you know, I can think about that from like a jiu-jitsu point of view in the, in the tiny microcosm of jiu-jitsu. So are what you're saying is like you've seen some things um, that may have portrayed her in a negative light, but yeah. that's just one version. That's the thing. I, I, yeah, it's exactly exactly it's portrayed and it's it's almost always to benefit the person putting up the video somehow and now they have like the whole new thing which is not even the video itself it's like somebody reacting to the video and it's just it, it's weird it just sort of manifests and manifests and like literally all i want to use buddy <laughs> i had this buddy it reminds me i had this buddy in college and um we all went to college but he wasn't going to college he was always like he's about to go to college okay <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have a few friends like but that. He was super, super cool, dude. Loved hanging out with them. Uh, but the smartest thing he would always like this was his line to like, I guess, uh, to make himself seem smart with with the rest of the crowd. And it'd always be someone like would be having a conversation, and they would make a general accusation like, "I hate that dude," right? Like they'd see yeah. someone on TV, and you'd be like, "Man, I hate that dude." Yeah. And um, the guy whose name was Brad. Uh, would always stop, and he'd be like, "Well, have you ever met him?" Yeah. And then it, and then every everybody would ponder that for a while, like, "Well, no, right. I haven't met him." Right. And he's like, "Exactly, bro. Exactly." Well, but see, even that, like, I can say, you know, we've talked about this before. I mean, there's there's a podcaster out there who's, um, some would argue, more successful than we are in the podcasting realm. Oh, come who, on. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe. Who may or may not live in the Austin area now. And I have had multiple interactions with him that have all been negative. But even that, it's like, maybe I was being weird. Maybe, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I, like, I can only say, like, in one period of time, like, this person was weirdly dismissive and, like, whatever. But that easily could have been me creating Dude, that too. That you is know? such a mature perspective. One that I do not have. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I need, I want to be there though. I so want to be there because I am the guy that always looks at things through a, a, a negative lens when it comes to my interactions with other human right. beings, yes. not with business, not yeah. with life. I'm very optimistic there. I'm like, Oh, the world is, you know, I have this abundant yeah. mindset, but yeah. when it, but when, for example, I don't like communicating on text messages. I always misread what the text yeah. message yeah. actually means. Yeah. yeah. And I overanalyze it and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. This guy's attacking me. Yeah. And then Salia will see it from a completely different lens. She's like, let me have that. She'll look at the text message and be like, this guy's actually complimenting you. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, nah, nah, King's yeah. X on this guy. Yeah. He has to go. And, yeah. and so I, I, 
it's such a mature thing to be like, okay, let me put myself in this other person's shoes. Maybe to, to look back on yourself, right. And be like, maybe yeah. it was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think a lot of times I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. In fact, I don't think I know a lot of the situations that I've been in with people when I was younger, m- much younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were not good situations. I look back yeah. and I either played uh, 50% of, I was 50% of the problem or a hundred percent of the problem, but yeah. I was never innocent in yeah, any of that's it. The thing. That's the thing. And, and it's like, you know, I think about this with, I told you about over the last, like maybe five, six months, I had two different sort of road rage incidents, not me getting angry, but people getting angry at me, uh, for, for honking at them doing something potentially dangerous and stupid, but it was the way that I honked. And, and that sounds dumb, but it's like if you lay on the horn too long, it seems aggressive. And obviously, I think these people took it way too far. Like one guy followed me. The other guy like rolled his window down and started screaming uh, a lot of dirty potty words at me uh, at the top of his lungs. But it's one of those things that I don't enjoy situations like that because I'm one of these people that I always look at it going to the worst possible outcome. I'm like, there could be violence and one of us dies. And I'm like, now, like literally one person's life is over. The other person's life is ruined over what? And it's like the the sort of self-righteous part of me wants to be like, well, they did something stupid. And it's like, okay, yes, that did happen. But I inadvertently escalated the situation by like laying on the horn too long. So I've been practicing my little short honks and mm-hmm. I've had a couple things, not something where I got super pissed or whatever, a couple things getting, you know, somebody pulling in front of me and I've been able to do the little little nice friendly, hey, sir, type of type of honk. So I think it's important to, as you get older, take more and more responsibility for your role in creating a situation. Even if the situation isn't, quote unquote, your fault, because a lot of people look for that. And I mean, I know that um, I knew guys like growing up that would look for a fight. Like they wouldn't start a fight. They're not going to come up and shove somebody or whatever, but it's like, it's Friday night. They're going out. This is, you know, Delaware in the early 90s. So they're going out to the mall, baby. And they're looking for trouble. Yeah. So it's like somebody bumps in, some does this, somebody does that. All right, cool. Let's do this. And it's like, well, okay, what if one of them got arrested? What if somebody got seriously got hurt or killed or whatever? It's like, well, it just happens, man. And it's like, no, <laughs> you were in the situation. You were looking for this thing and it happened. Because if you were in a different situation, not looking for it, you wouldn't take the bait. You know what I mean? Or if you knew, like, that's why it's like, I I love not drinking and I love being like a sober person because I never go to bars. So, cause, and and I worked in bars and I worked in nightclubs for years. And it's like, what would you see? You'd see fights all the time. When I used to hang out on sixth street, there'd be fights all the time because people were drinking and stuff like that. And then somebody would be like, well, I was just at this bar and this guy did well, yeah, but you were there. You were at a place where fights happen all the time. <laughs> Take it from somebody who used to go to a lot of bars and who used to work at a lot of bars. Fights happen all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you're there, you're already putting yourself in a situation where fights happen all the time. So is it not your fault? No, not entirely. But again, it's clickbait because the clickbait of life in this situation is man attacked innocently, you know, while minding his own business. And that's the clickbait. 
making it look like 100% the other guy's fault and 0% this person. But then you're like, well, he was in a nightclub, and it was a Friday night, and it was kind of a rowdy place, and he's with his other buddy who's always starting trouble because we all have a friend like that. Everybody does. And, you know, and he did whatever, but he didn't mean anything. And this guy did, and it's like, okay, this is like 64, maybe it's 55, 45, man. I, this, this might be 50, 50. They might even be more your fault than I the agree. other person's fault. 100%. So you know, it's, but I think it's important to, I, there's a human instinct to want to take sides quickly and completely judge the other person or other side or whatever it might be because it's like satisfying because it's like, you know, I mean, in, in ways you look at countries and things like that, things do better when they have an enemy. Like the U.S., it's like people could say, like, we thrived when we had the Soviets as an enemy to compete with and, and and measure ourselves with. And then once you had the fall of the Soviet Union, it's like, OK, well, who's the enemy? And it's like, oh, it's what's well, terrorism? And it's like, OK, well, terrorism is like a, a, a concept or a tactic. It's not a it's not a country. There's not the country of terror. And the people that live there are terrorists. It's like, OK, now we can we can go against terror. But, but that's not what happened. So it's you know, it's like I think that. <laughs> there, there is a, a need to have something to push back against, but it's yeah. like, I don't know, like when you start looking at everything is like, cause I just, I think I'm becoming more and more aware of the persuasion manipulation tactics that are used. And when I start seeing everything in sort of more areas of gray and like, it keeps me like way more like even keel mm -hmm. because you're like, I, I don't want it. Like, I don't want this negativity. I don't want this rush of emotion to feel self-righteous or feel this or feel that and then down. And like, I, I just want to feel more steady and I, I want to learn about stuff or read about history or, or, or something productive versus getting sucked in. So I kind of use YouTube now for uh, background music or like little things that they have or whatever. And then maybe like little fight clips or, you know, whatever, and try and limit it to that because everything else like and, and it's almost everything it's like i look up workout stuff like and it's like okay how to improve your like whatever they want to say like different types of of endurance and conditioning and it's literally you'll have one guy who's like here's what you do do six second sprints and then rest for like a minute or whatever and the next guy's like here's what you do one minute sprint rest for a minute the next guy four minute sprints rest for four minutes i'm like okay so you're just making this up like yeah. and every every and they all speak in the same way. Like they are the absolute authority. Like studies show that this and it's like and you know what? Another study shows that this study is wrong, and another study shows that both these studies are wrong. And it's like I felt like the same way with COVID, the same way with this. Where I'm like, it's all just bullshit. It's all just people guessing and trying to act like they. If if I act confident enough, people will will decide that I'm the authority on something that'll get me more clicks or more power or whatever. And that'll help my career versus like, are they actually right? No. And that's the thing. And I think that that's a, um, an idea that's been circulating for years now. The fact that news is no longer the news, it's entertainment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's weird though, because it, I agree but at the same but the time, but it can be very, you're right though. It is complete manipulation, right? Because you know, you can stand back and understand that this is entertainment. And when you yes. look at it from that point of view, then you know, to take everything with a grain of salt, right. it's not real. It's, it, it, you know, there's some truth, there's some not truth to it. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there 
that don't look at it as entertainment. They still yeah. look at it that this is the news. Yes. And this is fact. Yeah. And that's when I think that that's super dangerous. Yeah, because it's like because it's like okay, if it's entertainment, cool. But how do you find the truth then? Because that that becomes like a weird thing. And then when you start, you know, you look at all the stuff that Elon Musk is showing with with Twitter and how you've got the FBI working with you know different groups and things like that and, and attempts to sort of dictate narratives and stuff like that. And it's like part of me understands why they would do that. And this idea of like a powerful body like that is not going to try and influence public opinion. It's like, well, of course it is. I mean, that's at the CIA. It's like, well, of course, half of what the CIA does is manipulate public opinion, hopefully abroad, but it's like they've caused, you know, dictators to, to come to power and to people to be assassinated and, and things like that. But a lot of that is is learning how to manipulate public opinion. So it's it's part of it. So it's naive to think like, oh, this shouldn't happen. But it's naive to also think this doesn't happen. You know what I mean? And like, and both sides, I think, are, are wrong, where it's like one side's like, oh, you're crazy. Like, this is just, you're just sore because you, you know, you're right wing or you're left wing or, you know, whatever side they're going to decide doesn't think this thing. And then the other side is going to be outraged because like, how could they be doing this to our people? And it's like, well, of course, they've always been doing that. Like, that's always happened. Like, people are looking for like, they're like, politics are so ugly now. And I'm like, you should listen to the stuff that like James Madison was saying against like, you know, what Adam, was it Adams? No, John Adams. You know, I mean, like the like literally like second, third president ever in the United States back in the 1700s or maybe early 1800s. Um, you know, I mean, like literally the the horrible things that were said back and forth at that. And I'm sure in the Roman times they said horrible things. But like I was just going to say, it's always been go back further in the Roman times. And it wasn't even horrible things that they said. It was what they did to you in yeah. in in politics. Right. Yeah. yeah like um, literally. I mean, like, I, you know, it's as much as it's annoying to hear these blowhards bloviating back and forth they're not getting rushed and stabbed like they were with caesar i mean like we're like right. eh, you know what we kind of disagree with you so we're just going to shank your prison style sorry buddy i mean like that's <laughs> that was a different time so it's I, I don't know it's it's weird though i i i i'm enjoying this feeling like i think this would have really i would have used this as a reason to get upset and now i'm like no this is like a reason to be calm but you uh, yeah for sure but you 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 go onto a you hit a you hit a topic that's super important and it's it really is for people how to find the truth, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you live in a world right now, it's just social media and that stuff. I don't think it, you know, it's not going away until the world yeah. starts over again. Like yeah. this is kind of where <laughs> we're at, right? Like it's gonna be yeah. this yeah. um I think technology is gonna just get more and more advanced. You're always seeing things with artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, there's already cautions there that some of the stuff that the AI is putting out is not factual. Yeah. But dude, that's, that's the, yeah. people people believe what whatever you know. It's I mean, so you can almost argue, and I and and I've heard people talk about this, right? Like when you when you, what's true, and some people are like, if it anything outside the laws of nature. Right. Like if it's like the only thing that's you, you can pretty much say this true is anything within like the laws of nature and yeah. anything outside of that. Yeah, it's questionable and in the gray. It, it is. And it's like so you were talking about um, AI and was it chat GPT or whatever that, that new thing is and, and how they're saying like, oh, they're they're skewing against like conservative people or whatever. And I, I watched that and I'm like, OK, first of all, like maybe um, that, that's definitely possible. But. Doesn't that just mean you you could just get a few conservative AI programmers to program it the other way? And it's like now, like 
all that's going to happen is now you're going to have one AI say no, and then the other AI is going to say yes. That's already like, happening though, right? Like with so, you go on to like Facebook and yeah. Twitter. Yeah. It's that was the main thing that Elon Musk was bringing up is that right. how many bots are actually on Twitter? Yes, right, because you can program the bot and the bot does what you say you know you want it to to do yeah. and and it and it leans one way or the other way and puts out certain information. Yep. Um, and that's all very very scary because and that's the thing is that the media when people ask like who who really holds the influence and who really holds power? Right. It's not politicians. It's the media. The yeah. media is where all the, all the power is, in my opinion, simply because they're crafting the message and they're delivering the message. Yes. Right? Yes. And that's what people um, latch on to. And that's yeah. what they'll end up following. If you get enough – if you get if you get enough of the same message being fed to you on a daily basis, most people aren't independent thinkers. I I I haven't ran into a lot of them, and and I and I'm speaking for myself as well. Like up yeah. until recently, I have to work on being an independent thinker. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, um, you know, have this socialized thinking ingrained in me, and I'm yeah. having to, you know, uh, untangle that and and question all my previous beliefs. Yeah, that's the thing, and 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 that's I think it's it's something that that never stops because it's like as soon as you decide, like something is, because um, there's so many things that I, I just sort of have like a knee jerk reaction to, and then it's like I'm like, well, why is that? Why do I feel so strongly about this thing or that thing, or or how bad would it be if if this happened or that happened, or, or why does this bother me? Like kind of questioning all that, um, and it, and then it's a weird situation too with media because years ago. You and I still remember this year, and and you know, coming generations will not. But there used to be three channels on television. There's three. That was it. It was ABC, NBC, and CBS. And so, the media had full control. And then when you had newspapers, most of the newspapers were owned by a select few billionaires. I mean, you had William Randolph Hearst. You had a few different other people that owned all the media essentially. So you had almost a few people that could dictate the entire narrative of everything. And now it's like in a way there's way more freedom because you have a lot of other outlets and with the internet, it's like theoretically anybody can have a platform. But it's almost like one of those things that when you see this a lot where it's like, um, you know, you decide like, again, we'll just keep talking about controversial. You, you decide like whatever is now racist or sexist or whatever. It's like, and, and it turns into all these little things like, you know, so-and-so is an example of right, white supremacy. And it's like, you know, getting to work on time. And it's an example of white supremacy. And it's like, okay, so if everything is racist, then nothing is racist. Like if you've taken, if everything is, so it's almost like if you, if you have all these different outlets and everybody has a voice, then it's almost like you're back to nobody has a voice or, or it's like, it's, it's a weird thing. It's like when you had very few options, very few people had a voice when you had only three television channels and stuff like that. Then when you had the internet for a while, there was a real opportunity for one person to have a voice. Now it's almost like, I don't know, it's changed in that everybody can say an opinion now and get it stated. And like you could put up a, a tweet or a Facebook post and it could go viral. Now all of a sudden millions of people have seen what this person of, of no real consequence has to say. And I don't know, it's like, it's a weird thing when that happens. Cause I'm like, does that mean that more people have free speech now or more people have the ability to reach a lot of people or like, what does all that mean? Or again, am I being manipulated? It doesn't mean anything. 
just, just is. And it's like, we've decided it has to mean something. And I'm like, maybe it's the And you know what? I think when we're searching for truth, I think it's always a little bit of both. I think that's usually the answer. Yeah. It's usually yeah. a little bit of both. I think, yeah, more people have a voice. Um, because like you said, there were only uh, the, the the media back then, and even now is was is still controlled by like these ultra wealthy people, right? And that's yeah. where you get these ideas of like yeah. Illuminati and stuff yeah. like that, like people that can kind of. Yeah. But there's some truth to like people that can shape the yeah. future of the direction a yeah. country goes, right? Sure, sure. Um, even politics, right? Yeah. Like they're worried about like how you influence it, how you influence votes and things like yeah. that, which has been happening for a very long time. It's just, Perfect. it's yeah. just, it's just changed. But um, yeah, there's some, you know, so the, the, the idea that uh, billionaires and these ultra wealthy affluent people were the only ones that had a voice. Well, yes, there's some truth now that social media has changed that. Right. And the common man now yeah. uh, can be heard. This, this is true. Um, but also the fact that there's going to be a lot of just more, there's going to be a lot more noise. More it's noise. also yeah. true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so is it good or bad? Again, there's, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. It's probably yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh, so, I mean, we can just take it back to the realm of jujitsu or something like that. Like years ago on YouTube, there was just a few guys putting up like jujitsu techniques or things like that. And, and for that time period, they were kind of well known for that little niche. And now it's just like, first of all, there's a billion and one black belts and people are going to show like a billion and one techniques. And now you have something like BJJ Fanatics that literally seems to have a new instructional video every week. And I'm like, is this good or is it just like you said, is it just more noise? Because I think about, again, I always go back to the people I know and the guys I know like literally have never watched any of those videos ever. And yet they're still kicking my ass and I watched a lot of them. So it's like, you know, it's like, a, it's a weird thing of information that you don't really master or really take advantage of or really use is kind of useless in a way. And it's like, I think that we have way more information, but that doesn't really mean anything. It's like saying you, you could stand in a library for a year, but if you're just standing there, like, you know, I guess you're eating and using the bathroom, maybe doing some push-ups or whatever too. But if you never read any of the books, it's like, well, you, you're, you have all this information around you, but you're not using it. So and it's kind of like, I feel thing, that's, yeah, no, that's a very, very good. now that's a very good analogy. Yeah. So it's um, like, and I think people get confused, especially if you take it to the realm of business. We talk about yeah. this a lot, right? Yeah. Like you have it on the others, on the other spectrum of things where people, all they do is read books, but they'll yeah. never actually take any action. Yeah. They'll never buy a piece of real estate. They'll yeah. never, uh, start any sort of business. Yeah. Um, they'll never, they'll never take that leap. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny, you know, I mean like, okay, so I'll talk about real estate things and I'll, so I know, I know a guy who does, he's an apartment syndicator. And so what apartment syndicating means basically is that you are getting a group of investors together to all pay money to help pay for the down payment on buying an apartment building. And then you're getting a loan that's usually in, in this sort of LLC's name. And usually the syndicator or some wealthy person signs off on the loan itself and guarantees the loan. So you, know, you buy a $20 million apartment, let's say you're going to have 4 million bucks you're going to have to raise with investors, and then you're going to borrow the other 16 million. So a syndicator is the person who puts all that together. So I, I've met a bunch of syndicators and I've been in syndicator groups and stuff like that. And I, I listen to all these different things about how to do this and how to do that. 
And then I heard one guy just say, he's like, oh, well, what I did was I just, any listing that came, this guy was in Austin. He's like, any listing that came up in Austin, I would just call the broker and meet him at the property and just ask him a bunch of questions and tell him like, listen, I'm new. I'm probably not going to buy this. I hope this doesn't waste too much of your time, but you know, I'd love to tour the property and they would tour the property. He would just ask this guy questions and this is how he learned about all that. And he'd be like, okay, um, so what are some good lenders that, you know, who could I meet for that? And this is like sort of doing this word of mouth thing. And this is how he built his business. So he didn't go to like a ton of seminars. He didn't to like buy a bunch of books or whatever. He's just like, oh, what is actually buying and selling in this industry I want to be in? Who are the people that are buying and selling? Who are the people that are financing these things? I'll go meet these people. I'll go ask them questions because, you know, a lot of times it's a weird thing. But if you if you sort of present something in a way of like, I need your help to somebody, a lot of times that actually makes people want to help you. Because if you present it in a way like, like, no, I simply want your help. I'm not trying to like use you for something. I'm not trying to like, it's a weird thing. And, and he was ended up being very successful because of this. So um, it, it's interesting when you sort of see like the bare bones way something can be done versus a lot of other ways are essentially a way of procrastinating, actually doing it. Like by reading about, you know, how to flip a house yeah, you can do that. But on a Sunday, you could go look at like 10 different homes for sale. You could meet with a bunch of realtors. You could drive around different neighborhoods and kind of see like, okay, what's the general quality of house? Which ones stick out for not being as good? Okay, maybe I should like find out who lives there and send them letters. Like these are all things you could actually do or you could read a book on it or you could, and it's like, cause I know, cause I've done both. I've written, yeah. you know, I've read a bunch of books on things and, and I'm like, this is making me feel like I'm doing something, but this is not actually doing something in, in real estate. You're almost never yeah. making money when you're sitting on your butt at home. You're making money when you're out there, you know, hitting the streets, yeah. hitting the pavement. As they That's hundred percent right. That they, That's so. real estate business and really anything that you do in life, right? Like you've got, if you want to learn about the thing, you got to do. You got to get out there. And I kind of have always taken um, a different approach where I've read the book or I've taken the course, but always with the 100% intention that I was going to take action. So yeah. then they say, well, you know, the question becomes, well, why not just take the action, right? And for me, I'll tell you why I've done it this way. It's because I use the, uh, the book as a map, yeah. but then I understand that the map, like we talked about, is not the territory. Yeah. So I have this gen So now I have this general idea of what's kind of going on here. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, but for me to actually know, I got to actually go to the yeah. place. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so then I get out there and I start figuring it out. And then what happens is you end up finding your own style and, and, and yeah. you, you end up finding, you know, I don't know if it's better ways, but you end up finding your way, which yes. I guess is a better way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I mean, and I should, I should sort of say that because it, it's not, I don't think that not reading any books or not having any base knowledge at all. Is, no, but is, I don't think that's what you were, I don't think that was right. what you're trying to say. You're trying yeah. to say what you and I have talked about a lot before. Yeah. And I've, I've done some videos on this yeah. where all people do is they mistake yeah. reading book after yeah. book. And I'll tell you how, how you know that you're, you're caught in this conundrum is when you're like, let me just read one more book one and book, figure yeah. this out. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll never stop. It will yeah. never stop. I would yeah. say read one, maybe two books, and then you got to take action. If yeah. you're on your fifth book and you still haven't done anything, 
you, you're you're probably never going to do anything. Yeah, yeah, and and it's the thing is is again you kind of go back to why is somebody writing a book about something to begin with, and a lot of times it's essentially just a marketing tool for something else that they're actually selling. Yeah. So you know, and and that's you know you could do like Grant Cardone, you could do whoever. Like they're usually selling courses, mentorships, this that. So they're writing this book, trying to make it seem simple and make you feel empowered, but also make it seem complicated enough that you're like, I think I could do this, but maybe I just need a little bit of help because this guy seems to know so much about this stuff that I'm inspired to try it, but I'm scared to try it without this person's guidance. And the thing, the you know, that's, that's a marketing tool. All they're doing is because they're, they're not, unless their occupation is they are a writer they are not writing for you to read the book. They are writing for you to do something else that's going to pay the money because most of the time they are either self-funding the publishing of that book or they're doing something where they're not making money from selling books. They're not. They're making money from doing other stuff. And this book is just a marketing tool. So that's really important to remember because I got suckered into a lot of different things that I'm like, oh, this guy's an author. It's like they're not an author. They're a marketer. And they realize that one of the best ways to market is through having a book because it gives you, a, you know, implied authority and things like that. But that's all for marketing for something else, unless they are just strictly a writer. You know, I mean, like if you're reading a bunch of Stephen King books and you're like, man, this guy's cool. I'd like to hang out with this guy. Well, OK, have at it. But because he's a writer, he writes books like but he's not selling you. I don't think he's not like selling you courses on how to write books or things like that or like marketing or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's important to remember like the motivation behind something because everybody, same thing with like jujitsu instructionals or whatever. It's like, it's nice to see these things, but the reality is somebody developed their techniques through trial and error and through tinkering and things like that. Or like somebody shows them something and it's like, they like, you know, you, you with that, that, nasty guillotine you got going on now you learned it from watching silver fox like like his strategy on how to use it but you've started to more and more make it your own it's like somebody will start off and give you like these nuggets but for somebody to attain real mastery they always make it their own and you can't learn that from a video or a book you may need a video or a book to get there and i think that's probably that's the smart way but yes, but yes. once you want to get from like being familiar with it to actually mastering it, that's pretty much all on you. And can I say this? And this is not my line. This this came actually from Naval, where he says, "There's nothing wrong with books, but just understand books are just for motivation. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There, if the book is to is to motivate you to go out and actually do the thing. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta it's it you gotta actually do the thing right now. If a book accomplishes that goal and it motivates yeah. you to start investing in real estate, start yeah. your business or whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. You want to be a healthier person. Yeah. Then the book was uh, beneficial. But if yeah. you're thinking that you're going to read the book and lose weight, yeah, you're mistaken. <laughs> I mean, unless it's a very heavy book and you're walking, reading it the whole time, <laughs> even then maybe not. Unless it's like but, it's a really long book and you like yeah. never eat while you're eating it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's just funny. Cause you see this a lot on YouTube with like fitness people or whatever. And it's like, there's always like a new video on like, you know, these new bicep exercises, they're going to blow your mind. And it's like, I'm going to guess it's some type of curl. 
I'm going to get you go from here, you go to here, and it's contract the buys. And it's like, it's always something it's like some new thing because again, they are selling courses. Like they are like, they're monetizing these videos and they're selling courses. So this is how they're making their living by this idea of, I figured out a new way to contract a bicep. But if you look through magazines or books from a hundred years ago, they too understood here to here bicep contraction. This works the old bicep. Yes. And like, that's, you know basic. what it reminds me of is it reminds me of goodwill hunting, right? Where mm -hmm. like Robin Williams kind of tells him like, you've read all yeah. these wonderful books, but the world's not in those books, right? Yeah. The world is out there. Yeah. And I think when we're talking about trying to discover the truth, I think that that's really where I'm taking this is that yeah. you can't find the truth in books. You find the truth in actually living and going out in the world and figuring things out for yourself through tinkering. You got to get out in that car and go see about a girl. As they said, son of a bitch stole my line. <laughs> that was it. That was an improv too. Robin Williams was supposed to just look at the, the note. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? It's like the yeah, last yeah, yeah. running when he's like, I got to go see about a girl. And he looked at it and he's like, son of a bitch stole my line. And like, that was it. Just, he just said that off the cuff and it stayed in the movie. So I love it. That's I a good it. movie. That's a good movie. And I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's a good spot to end. Boom. Boom. To re-listen to this episode or to check out our past episodes, go to the Jiu-Jitsu of Life. Also, check us out on Apple iTunes. Like, review, subscribe. I'm Mo. That is my brother and partner in crime, Carter Fisk. And as always, we wish you guys nothing but the best, both on and off the mat. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. That's it for this episode of the Jiu-Jitsu of Life. Your hosts are Carter Fisk and Mo Siddiqui. This podcast is brought to you by Rulebliss, makers of the world's finest custom jiu-jitsu apparel. You can subscribe to the Rulebliss newsletter to get the exclusive content at rulebliss.com. You can find more episodes of this show on our website at thejujitsuoflife.com. And you can subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we wish you a great week, both on and off the mat. <laughs>